Hey, 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 you're now listening or watching the Halos in the Infield podcast with your host Todd Fox and Fernando the Lone Star Halo brought to you in part by Noble L Works just outside of Anaheim Stadium and the Pond or the Honda Center where you can get drink specials just by mentioning Halos in the Infield. Also brought to you in part by 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets, 714 Tickets is a place to go to get 10% off of any ticket purchase just by also mentioning H-I-T-I, Halos in the Infield. Now enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield with your host Todd Fox and the other host of the show. The Lone Star Halo, or as I like to say, uh, I'm the biggest fan of Sabotage. He was a great wrestler. <laughs> I, I like what you did there. Uh, also, I like the fact you're on the casting couch. What part are you going for? <laughs> oh, you went there. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's another day, another dollar here on Halos in the infield. We're going to be checking in, following up a little bit of what we talked about the other day, which was ownership change and what that would mean for a franchise like ours, as God knows we need it as bad as the A's. And then, uh, we, you know, we're also going to talk about what's, how do you tell good ownership from bad ownership? And then we're going to go over uh, the Fuhrers, uh, I'm sorry, Artie Moreno's reign over the Angels, what good he's done, what bad he's done. And we're going to talk some spring training hats. As those were released today, Fernando just sent me uh, the picture of uh, the hats, and we're going to talk about the good ones, the bad ones, and the boring ones. And where do the Angels fall in that category? So. With all those you can topics. probably already tell. Yeah. You probably already know. <laughs> with all those top topics on the table, Fernando, let's get it started. What do you want to start with first? I want to talk about the fact that uh, Cody Rhodes should be in the main event at WrestleMania. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you guys want to watch those videos, they are all over YouTube. Nobody wants The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, or the Vince McMahon scandal. That's another thing. Oof. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting for that to happen here. How does that not happen here in Anaheim? Oh, I don't know. Should yeah, Should. how is how has Artie not been linked to photos of this couch? <laughs> I, I don't like the wrinkles in those couch that couch behind you, by the way. There's so, there's been some stuff going on right there. If this couch could talk, yeah. it would just scream because ah! <laughs> you know, this is like an IKEA couch. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's still payments to be made on it. So. Oh, no. <laughs> What smells worse, the uh, expired cinnamon rolls there at the Ikea Cafe or the couch? Mm, I don't know which one's softer because they're both pretty hard. (laughs) The the cinnamon buns and the couches. No! (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, well, sorry for any of the kids who are in the audience who had to to endure that. We were talking about positive things. Mm -hmm. Positive things. Um, So (laughs) let's go ahead and dive into... um, So you guys address the rumors as of right now that's all it is speculation mm-hmm. uh our inside sources have not said anything it could very well be an rko out of nowhere situation like what happened with the orioles because that yeah. was that took the world by by storm that was that was a surprise so maybe we'll be talking about that in the future and i mean all of us angels fans hope so so you guys address that so i want to talk real quick in your opinion what makes a good owner and what makes a bad owner? You can keep that mutual to baseball, or you can dive into other sports if you want. But in your opinion, what's a good owner? What's a bad owner? I think a good owner, I mean, some people would say it's it's uh, one that just wants to spend money and win now. 
Uh, but I would say a good owner it has to be someone like Steve Ballmer for the Clippers that was brought up by Halo Joe yesterday. He he kept referencing the Clippers and like as far as he wanted an owner like that for the Angels. And why I'm piggybacking off of his answer, because there's been quite a few others that have bought in teams. I think the right thing to do is what we begged Artie to do from the from the get-go was not just lower the beer prices, was get out in the community, you know, get those communities that are hard pressed to go to a, a couple angel games, let alone one game, give away free tickets, be known, be seen in the community, do good things. If you want to get credit for, you know, building a playground, be front and center with that hard hat on and the shovel in your hand and, and smiling in front of a camera, because that's good press, you know, put yourself out there, do good. And, and, People will flock to that and be like, you know what? That guy's not a bad guy. I want to root for the, you know, they might not even be baseball fans, but they'll root for you because you're doing things for the community or you find a, a charity that, you know, maybe there's animals, uh, the, there needs to be a new, uh, cause they're overwhelmed with lost and, and endangered animals, uh, in the community and they need another uh, Siaka, you know, make another one or, or donate to the cause, you know, do something again, put your name all over the community. That's a good start. When you're a new owner, especially if you're coming from out of town like Artie was, Steve Ballmer was, you know, you want to do those things for the community. And um, especially like I'm going to say for the Rams owner, I, I don't like the Rams, but long story short, he didn't ask the community for help to build his stadium. He built it himself and he built it for the people. And I think that goes a long way as well. Do you think Artie would be the type of person to donate to a charity that hates animals? <laughs> I'd like to see that charity because <laughs> like a Cruella DeVille situation. Yeah. I don't know how that charity would be going on or who would be funding it, but uh, I could see him donating to that. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, you know, we saw what happened during COVID where he like didn't pay his employees. So, yeah. um, and the whole minor league thing. So <laughs> let's go ahead and real quick, talk about Steve Ballmer. Cause you guys brought mm -hmm. him up. Mm -hmm. So do you, cause you know, damn right. There was people who laughed when they heard Steve Ballmer. I, I agree. I think Steve Ballmer is a decent owner. But the argument's going to be, well, Todd, Steve Ballmer and the Clippers haven't won anything since they bought the team from, what was the name, Donald Sterling? The yes. racist guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so do you consider Steve Ballmer a good and successful owner, though the Clippers haven't really had prolonged periods of winning since he got there? They've made some playoffs, of course, but they haven't one it's not for lack of trying i mean he's gotten some big names in there um he's identified that team i think um halo joe brought up the fact that you know he's built a new stadium he got under uh from out under staples center you know because that's the biggest thing i mean you're the redheaded stepchild no matter what uh, but if you're living with the ideal you know perfect son the prodigal son stadium you're, you're really going to be the redhead stepchild so they needed to get out of there he got him out of there uh, they've got a new identity. They play different, uh, change the logo. I mean, that was something that, you know, as Angel fans, a lot of us want like a retro, like sort of like down the middle type jersey honoring both retro and the, the new style or just going retro, getting away from whatever, you know, if a new owner were to come in. Because I've seen it even with my Seahawks when we changed ownership. Like, you know, and, and, and they got the new coach. They went they got away from those old school jerseys. Sometimes that's what you need. You need to flip the script. You need to start new organization and wise all the way, you know, to the damn Jersey. So 
I think Bomber's done it right. I, I would love to see someone that's always there at the stadium too, like Artie was in the beginning. Like Bomber's front and center no matter what. It, it, they could be playing the worst team in the league, and he's right there jumping up and down just like the mascot. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, so here, here's my whole thing with the owner. I think a good sports owner lets their sports people make sport decisions. Mm. You let your entertainment people make entertainment decisions. Your food people, down the line, you get what I'm saying. You let those people handle those things. You know, look at WWE, right? They're a wild oil machine, right? Billion, billion, billion dollar company. They make tons of money. They print out money. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of times where a guy like Vince McMahon used to dip his fingers everywhere and he used to let the wrong people make the wrong choices. And that's why people think that wrestling's better right now, right? You got a guy like Triple H running it. He lets certain people make certain decisions. That's an example of how a business should be run, right? Things are good. The things are the best in wrestling they have been in decades. So with that being said, that's the model. Artie could have been a good owner, and he was the start, right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't overstepping it. Like you said, he was involved. He was there. When we have our friends in the organization telling us, that already shows up the first day of spring training, and all he says is, hey, make sure to sign a lot of autographs. And he walks out, and that's the last they see of him all year. That's not good. Mm -hmm. Your owner needs to know the pulse of the organization, the clubhouse, the locker room, because if something's not working, they need to shake things up. Because at the end of the day, you know what makes money? Winning making the playoffs, or at the least, playing competitive games in September. You know what doesn't make money, Todd? Every August and every September, when we get those emails, the tickets are $4 by using the code Artie. You know what I mean? Hey, use the code Artie for $4 nosebleed tickets. Yeah, yeah. You know, that? great. I can go and get a $4 beer. You're going to need it because this team sucks. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> Yeah. There's there's two different ways to win. And actually, I don't even think that either one works anymore. Every team that's successful nowadays has a hybrid method. You you could buy a championship, which doesn't work in baseball these days, but when we were kids, it did. The Yankees did it all the time. Or yeah. you can build a team. You tear it down to the studs. Literally, you're putting your popcorn vendor out there to play first base. The beer guy's pitching. The peanut guys in right field, and most teams do that for two or three years. They suck their dog water. They, you know, they trade away. They get these pieces. They draft pieces, and that's their team. They build around those guys. You know, the Cubs, the Royals, the Giants. It's worked plenty of times over the last two decades building. And there's a lot of teams who do a combination of the two, like the Dodgers. We hate them, but we'll all admit the Dodgers are a well-run organization. Are mm -hmm. they perennial winners in, in terms of championships? Of course not. But they make the dance. They do. And let me let me ask you this because this was asked me the other day. Can you have an ego? Because this brings up what you, you were talking about. Can you have an ego as an owner and use it for good and still have trust in your organization and the people you hire to run your set organization? 
Look, I think that having an ego, no matter who you are to an extent, is good and healthy because you need to know I am that dude or I am that woman. There is nothing wrong with knowing, hey, I'm in charge. But a good owner, employee, person, whatever, I'm drive through employee at a McDonald's, a good person knows when to proceed and when to take a step back. I just got a new job because they asked me, like, hey, what do you think, uh, you know, make a successful entrepreneur? And I think this translates all across the board for all those jobs I just mentioned. I said, the second that you stop learning and you stop becoming a student of your craft or your field, you have already failed. And I think that applies to owners too. You might think you know everything. You might think you're the living crap. But the second that you stop being willing to learn from your baseball people, entertainment people, whatever, you have already failed. Your organization has failed and you have failed as a you know owner. Yeah, because and there has to be, you know, an ego because I think every owner, no matter what sport you're in, whether it's soccer or whatever, you win a title, you want to hold that cup, you want to hold the championship, you want to be right there in the middle of the, you know, even though you never threw a ball, you never caught, you know, stopped a goal, you know, you're you're right there because without you, that team doesn't exist, that team doesn't get paid, that team doesn't have the roster it has. I think, you know, owners should be acknowledged like that too, but also have it in their ego, like you said, to be like, you know what, we wouldn't be here if the general manager didn't do this, if the players didn't come through here. Yes, the coaching and, staff. And, yeah, yeah, and I think we saw that in Dallas, you know, Jerry Jones, uh, you know, went at, uh, if you know your history, went at, um, what's his name? Um, the other coach, uh, I, I forget, I'm dropped. Jimmy Johnson. There you go. Jimmy Johnson. Yes. Uh, their egos just massively clashed because they both wanted complete and utter control and credit over their Super Bowls. And they should have just came to an, an even kill and, and a 50, 50. And that, that dynasty would have lasted a lot longer. But we can't even get to that dynasty, Fernando, because ego went, it works in the worst way for our owner because if you get on his bad side of his ego, he gets upset. He takes it out on the fans. He takes it out on the franchise. And we're in a state of flux. I mean, I don't even know if this is flux. I mean, this is like... This is like that movie where the space shuttle or you know gets hit by the asteroid and it's just floating in space. You know, and the, and, and the bodies Wally? are... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that one with uh, I know I'm blanking on all my references. Why even bring it up, Todd? Anyway, Wizard of Oz, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea what you're there talking you about. <laughs> well, it's that one where the space shuttle she has to crash landed into the ground or space hub or whatever. Anyway, the point of the matter is they were out there floating in space. I feel like that's where the franchise is floating right now. It's just in it's 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 really just floating. There's no movement. We don't know what's going on. That's bad ownership. You know, Absolutely. and if you want to talk about the good stuff, Fernando, why don't you lead off with that with Artie's stuff? Oh, okay. So, I mean, so let's talk about the good stuff that Artie's done because there was a time where Artie was favored in Anaheim. There was a time where I'm sure we all cheered for him. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the beginning, right? Because to start, he did a good job about letting his baseball people make baseball decisions. Correct. There was a time where he let the minor leaguers properly develop. Now, maybe he never properly took care of them, 
but he was at least seemingly letting the baseball people develop those young guys. Because for a while there, when he took over, the Angels still had young prospects. They were coming up. You know, they were getting developed in the system. Mm-hmm. And they went on to be productive major leaguers. But honestly, it really seems like since Trout came up, it's been a whole lot of nothing, really. Yeah, I, and then he, he was funding the scouting department there for a while, too. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And there was a time where the Angels didn't have like the most bare bones scouting in all of baseball. Correct. You know, I know they've gotten a little bit better now since Perry, but you know, there was a long while there where they just didn't put any money into it at all. Um, let's see. Of course, you're always gonna get the people like, Well, he lowered the price of beer. Okay, cool, let's throw that on there. <laughs> um he definitely did a good job originally of creating a positive family friendly environment at yes. Angel Stadium. Yes. Um, The biggest thing that he's done is he made this team into a destination for free agents. Say what you want about those free agents not panning out, but there was a time where the Angels couldn't get anybody to come here. You know, they got Reggie Jackson at the tail end of his career, Ricky Henderson. They used to get those kind of guys who are on the way out. Mm -hmm. But when Artie took over, you know, you started to get your Vlad Guerrero's, your Bartolo Colon's, your... Your uh, Tory Hunters, say what you want. Of course, there's the Josh Hamiltons, the Pools, the Rendones. But still, those are big free agents that were attracted to come here for better or worse. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, You can't want these big-name free agents. You get one, it doesn't work out. And you're like, oh, I don't want any more free agent signings. It doesn't work like that, right? You want it or you don't. Um, let's see, what else? He's gotten a giant TV contract for the Angels, which means more money, which means more money to invest in the team, which in theory means more eyes on the prize, more eyes on your product, which is always good. So, you know, say what you want, but from a business perspective, we are talking pure business, not winning. He has been one of the better owners in baseball in that regard. Once again, if we're talking about winning, forget about it. One of the worst. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's fair to say from a pure business perspective, over the last decade, he has been one of the better names in baseball. Correct. And, and I got to ask you something, too. I know you're drinking the water right now, but with everything you said right there, you know he has va- valued this franchise and upped the value of this franchise to places and heights that – as a fan, maybe in the early 2000s or late 90s, nobody would expect that it's worth as much as it is, Otani or no Otani. So my question to you is, because I got to ask the guys the other night what they're, you know, what they're, um, were they surprised on the price tag for the Orioles? Are you surprised, given what the bids that he got for this team when he was flirting with the idea to sell, that the Orioles with their organization at it, probably its peak for that I've known, I've never seen it this good went for less than what the angels were offered. Um, no, I think the angels are destined even without Otani to be sold for more than the Orioles. It's a bigger market. Um, and I just think there's more potential here in Anaheim than there is in Baltimore. I mean, for crying out loud, you got to live in Maryland. Um, <laughs> But I will say the Orioles have a young team. They have, in my opinion, the, if not one of the premier baseball stadiums, honestly, one of the best sports venues in, in the world, really, for what it is. 
Um, and the team just has so much potential because they're so young. But also think about it for a potential owner here in Anaheim. There is a lot of potential as well, right? You still have a young team. You have one of the biggest media markets in the world, uh, especially in baseball. You still have Mike Trout. Say what you want about his numbers last year. He's still a giant draw and a giant name. You had Otani at one point, and you have a team with rich history. And no matter what, if you stay at this site in Anaheim, if you buy the land around it, you develop, you build a new stadium, whatever, as long as you're close enough to Disneyland, you are always going to get millions and millions of people that come to your stadium. Because, you know, it's just part of the Orange County experience. Correct. And I got to say this, too. Um, as far as, you know, the, the amount of time you just talked about, Artie, I can't add much to that. I think in, in, the, in the three minutes or less that you brought up the good that he's done, we can go about two to three hours worth of, of bad. And that's yeah, not good. And we have episodes and episodes of that. You know what I mean? It's there. Yeah. There's a reason why we know for a fact Artie Moreno hates us. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, Hi, there's yeah. We, we've got our insights on and our finger on the pulse of the organization. Uh, you know, we have people reach out to us, we reach out to them. So we know what's going on. Sometimes, I mean, look, Fernando was, has literally and could have, but he said no because he didn't want to take the credit for it at the time. But, we were one of the first ones to break all those the, the Otani news and all the other stuff that was happening with the team last year, the Artie stuff. But we actually had a little bit more insight, and he had more insight than Ken Rosenthal and all those other guys, you know. But he was told, "Hey, just wait, you know, this, this, and that." So we know what's going on, you know. Fernando's got the finger on the pulse of the team, and you know, if anything goes like with these rumors or whatever, you know, believe you me, we're gonna know about it and we're gonna post about it faster than anyone else or we're going to be right there with those guys breaking the news from espn and fs1 um or mlb channel whatever but yeah. we didn't break it the last time when already announced he was going to sell honestly i think this might be the time where if you know yeah if, if our sources me. come through like they do i i think this time i might i think this one's big enough where i would break the news yeah yeah absolutely because i think that would be a cause for celebration that'd be a cause to go down there and, uh, you know, have a little uh, happiness for once at the Big A. Um, you know, it, it, and here's the thing, last thing before, you know, if you want to move on to the hats after this, sure. um, it doesn't, I don't know if you get the same feeling, bro, but w when I used to say, hey, I can't wait to go to the Big A, I got happy. I, 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 I felt, man, good vibes. Didn't matter the team. Didn't matter the record. You know, it's just, it feels soiled to me now and, and i don't have that excitement um because trust me i love the place but when i used to just say the term big a it meant something to me and i think moreno is just i don't know if you feel the same way i think it's because you don't listen to the todd lodge show anymore or the uh father the roger lodge show i don't know why i said todd lodge <laughs> um you are I'll todd tell lodge. you <laughs> yeah, right. You don't listen to it anymore. Um, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. I mean, it's it's become I'm not going to say that it's become a, a, a place of misery, because no matter what, I'm happy when I'm at the big A. And, you know, maybe it's because I live in Texas now. So mm -hmm. when I go back to Angel Stadium, like I have those positive memories 
Um, and obviously, you know, getting to meet like the audience, you know, having being in line for like dipping dots and having someone come up to me and be like, Hey, you're from Halos in the infield. Like, yes, I am. You know, like there's obviously like th- that's always awesome and that's always fun. But um, to me, there's always going to be something special about the big eight, but I, I get where you're coming from. Like there was a time where you would go and you know, you're going to watch a competitive baseball game. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, it was more rare than anything. Right. You know, correct. Cause I had season tickets from 2015 to uh, I, even through, through, through 2020, but obviously the season ended up not happening where we can go in person, but I bought them that year. Um, and 2015 and 2016, there wasn't too many games where I remember going and getting blown out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of games where the angels lost and they had a chance in like the ninth inning kind of thing. Uh, countless amounts of those, but um, it's definitely different to go nowadays. You know, you know, you're not going to see that competitive of a contest. And, you know, it just seems like lately the team has been flat. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that on the preview episode. But, um, you know, I think this season is going to be fine if we can tamper our expectations. And But I get where you're coming from. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was trying to get out of you. I was, I'm glad we're on the same page when it comes to that because that's how I feel too. So, with that being said, as the show's winding down, let's hit these spring training hats. You brought this up. Um, let's start with the uh, bad and then okay. give, our, give our mids. So we'll give like a couple bad, like the worst ones, in your opinion, my opinion. Okay, so let's do it. How about we do three bad, three mediums, three greats? I'm good with that. Okay, cool. So are we just not going to count the angels because we both know that that's going to be in the bad pile? Uh well, <laughs> let's give them an honorable mention. Let's just uh, tackle them. Okay, with- okay yeah, because I mean, here's the thing: the angels hat. It's an angels hat. You know that is what it is. You know what I mean? There is nothing special about it. If you zoom in, it's like the textured kind of hats. Uh, you know how like they, they sometimes have the different material for the spring training. It's not the mesh hats like it's been in the past. Yeah. But honestly, I liked the mesh hat. I don't like this one. It's just it's lazy, just like the organization and just like the off season. Just Zero effort. Didn't even try. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> this hat to me just screams. I don't want to try. Uh, and like, yeah. like last year's, they had like the you know, the, I think the cactus in the background, and like the, you know, they they had their individuality a little bit. This one just, mm, it, it it just screams. Hey, these are our uh, leftover regular season hats from last year. Yeah, exactly. I had um, I had I ordered one of the new spring training shirts, and it's pretty cool. Like it's white. Mm-hmm. And on the back, it has like a, a sunset with a uh, pink cactus. It's like pink, green, and white. That's cool. So it's almost like the v- Miami Vice kind of colors. I don't know if you've seen the Miami Heat jerseys, the ones that like a lot of people oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, teal, it's teal like stuff from the 90s. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll send that to you, um, the shirt that I got. And that one's cool. So like I kind of had some hope like, oh, like, well, maybe they're going to go for something really different and really out of the box. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also got the uh, Cactus League middle finger sweater. I don't know if you saw those. Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. Okay, I'm sending those. I'm sending that to you too. I got both of those, and I I know the uh, middle finger sweater was all over uh, Twitter. I bought mine like a day before all that broke. So okay, yeah, I was texting Ty about it. We were talking about how funny it was. But um, yeah, I sent it to you now. Um, so let's talk about the the bad hats. 
That's so a good look, by the way. Oh, that shirt you sent. That's a good. Yeah, it's look. a very, very sick shirt. And then you're about to like get the milk shirt. sugar cactus. Okay. Uh, okay, so bad. I think the Astros are bad because they have the two different tints of orange, and that's horrible. I'm going to throw the Yankees on there. I know they can get away with it because they are the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Actually, no, I'm not going to cut the Yankees on there. I'm going to go Nationals, Padres, and Astros for the worst three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go with the Rays because they they try to incorporate that yellow. It's just not a good look for their jersey with that bright bright powder blue. So I don't like that little ray that they got. It's uh, if anything, they should have had a blue hat with a yellow ray, but they did it opposite. So I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the ray. I just don't. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like the yellow. Yeah, and then I'm gonna go with the shit fucks from Ohio. Uh that is a stupid ass logo no matter what it is and they didn't really try either. And the other lazy category with this to me is the Rockies. They're just as bad. I mean Oh yeah, it's funny they're right above each other. Yeah. It makes sense, but yeah, that, that's a hat I'm like not impressed with either. You don't hate the Padres one cuz like the Padres one's one of my least favorite. It's horrible. Where do the batteries go in? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a flamboyant yellow. <laughs> I'll put that as an honorable mention, but I'm good with that. I guess it's the same thing with the A's, but honestly, I don't hate it that much with the A's. Yeah, it's plain, but like, I think it works a little bit more for them than it does with the Padres. And with the Pirates, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so my miss, um, I'll go Blue Jays. I ne- I understand that's. A very plain hat for them, and I think they use that hat normally. Mm-hmm. But I just love that logo so much. It's not great. It's meh. Mm-hmm. I'll throw the Rangers on the meh because I, I I like it. I don't love it. And uh, finally, uh, the third one's kind of tough. I'll go Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, okay. Uh, my meh ones. Uh, I'm gonna go Boston. Because uh, I'm just glad they didn't go to the UCLA colors. The the oh, red, yeah. the red and blacks kind of sexy. Um, I say the same thing with the Giants. I know those are their prime your primary colors, but just reversed. So, but yeah. I still like the orange cap with the black bill. And uh, I'm with you on the uh, the Rangers hat. There's something about it. Um, just just the color. Had they gone with a red or a dark blue? No. Uh, yeah. But, but I do like that powder blue. Yeah, their powder blue jerseys are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do like those. Um, so this kind of matches that. All right. And now the star studded category, the better ones. Um, my favorite of all the spring trading hats is the cub, the cubs hat. Mm-hmm. I like how it has the cub on there. I love the baby blue background, and then the brim matches the cub on it. Mm-hmm. Pure perfection. Um, I like the twins hat. Because uh, it's different. It's unique. Um, you know, it represents the Twin Cities. I don't think that's a logo they've ever used before. I'm not a Twins fan, so correct me if I'm wrong if there's any Twin fans. Uh, yeah, I've well, never seen it before. I've seen the two guys shaking hands. From, yeah. yeah, and that would have been cool, too. Yeah, that's cool, too. Um, but, you know, it represents the city. So, I mean, it's cool. Honestly, if I ever go to a Twins game in Minnesota, because, you know, I haven't been to that stadium yet, uh, mm-hmm. And they sell this hat in the gift shop. I might consider buying it. Would I ever wear it? No. You guys never <laughs> see me wear hats from other teams. But uh, and then last, 
I am going to say the Marlins. I like the Marlins hat. Okay. Okay. I dig that. Um, I think I really like that White Sox gray. Uh, with with you were black... saying that up there. I don't... Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I ha- I have an Angels hat similar to that, where it's this gray with a black CA, California Angels. Okay. Okay. But I, I like that White Sox. For some reason, that's just that that caught my attention right away. Um, honorable mention, I really like the Mets uh, yes. orange and blue uh, blue one right there, but I'm not going to put it in my top three, just an honorable mention. I can agree with that. I like theirs. I mean, they're probably like a, like a number four, number five for me. They're up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Tigers one, for some reason, I'm sentimental to that Tiger logo uh, with, a, with a growling Tiger. Um, I wish Is that they the Cecil to... Fielder years? Correct. They they had it incorporated into their logo for a while, and I like that on their helmet. That was really cool. And okay. I do like the Twins one you said, but uh, I, I'm digging that Pirates one, man, that yellow Pirates. I know you don't like it, but uh, I, I think – I hate when, it. When they wear that with their black jersey, it kind of reminds me of like the uh, 70s Pirates when they had the yellow helmets, the black jersey. So, yeah, those are my three. Yeah. I like theirs. Like, I don't mind theirs. I don't like the Padres one because, like, the Padres have not been pure yellow since, like, Ted Williams was on the team back when they used to play at Lane Field, you know, Mm -hmm. their PCL days. Like, that was the last time they had, like, pure yellow jerseys. Like, they've had jerseys with yellow in them, sure, but, like, yellow as a primary color, the only teams that can get away with that are the Pirates, the Athletics, I can see, and, I mean, that's really about it. The yeah. Brewers have a primary yellow, but at least there's enough navy blue where it offsets. Those are fine, also. They're not great. Yeah, yeah they have the they have the multicolor uh, pinstripes, right, yeah. yellow and blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, uh, you already mentioned not liking the Rays, so yeah, I just yellow is a very strong color. You know, if you're the Pirates and you truly incorporate yellow as a major color in your color scheme, okay. Same with the Athletics, right? They use yellow a lot. Almost right. every jersey has yellow. Okay, I'll give them a pass on it, but. The Padres, like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, judging by the Angels' hat, I don't think I think we're going to have the traditional dark red jerseys the entire time with you know the the white lettering. I'm interested to see what these other teams do to incorporate, or if they're going to match their hats, or they're going to go with a regular spring training jerseys. Because some some years you see a surprise, you know, a team will come out with a completely different out of the box jersey. So I'm I'm kind of uh, interested to see what they're going to do this uh, this uh, spring training. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be cool if maybe one day we do an episode where we talk about like you know what we wish the jerseys would look like from spring training on. Yeah, yeah. Because I I know other teams are going to show off their colors, and they usually do. The Angels are one of those teams that just don't do it. So yeah. uh, what are you talking about? We're red, white, and gray. Nothing else. <laughs> that's... Now they have the City Connect, but I mean, yeah, that took yeah. forever to get to that. Oh yeah, it took way too long, but um. But if you got anything else, man, I think we're at that moment or that time period. Nope, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, and get used to us on the daily. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I think we're I, we're kind of already having that, like, oh, man, this is real kind of moment. Yeah. <laughs> for better or worse, we're going through it. Exactly. We're going to get through this together, guys. So for Todd Fox and... The Lone Star Halo. And don't forget your name, Sabotage. Oh, yeah, Sabotage. I won the WWE Championship on my uh, 2K. So, there you go. Good enough. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. See you on the flip side. Bye. <laughs>